Millennial Pigment Podcast Patreon exclusive episode. We're your hosts, Autumn Wolf and Jarrah Stone. Hi, Autumn. Hi, Jarrah. Uh, how you doing? I'm exhausted. Welcome to the. It's been an exhausting week, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, both. I mean, you know, with with Mercury coming out of retrograde, Mars is out of retrograde tomorrow. Mars is out of retrograde tomorrow. So we're just we're just getting beat the hell up. Yeah, everything's starting to move forward again. I'm I'm, I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm not ready. No, I, I'm in the process of moving just down the hall, but it still feels like a a real move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can do it slowly, but I'm still kind of exhausted from having to scrub things. Yeah, and stuff. I've been getting ready this week for another. Uh, convention, anime, uh, Saboten Con. Yeah, and if anybody's watching Jira's Instagram, it's kind of blowing up with those cosplays. <laughs> yeah. So if you follow uh, Hagrid Hagrid mm-hmm. on Instagram, yeah, you know what we're talking about. Definitely. That one last minute Misty costume. I can't <laughs> wait to see you in it. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It was just like literally just an idea thrown around. I'm like, well, I've seen other guys do it. Why not? It's gonna look interesting. Mm-hmm. Is your whole tummy gonna show? Uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna make it into a halter top. Oh. So yeah, I'm gonna do the the sexy version. You should wear a sports bra. Bring those puppies up. <laughs> no, I'm I'm perky enough. Okay, okay. maybe not. But <laughs> um, well, now that we're done goofing off, I want to thank our Patreon supporters for being so patient with the stickers. I know we've been promising and promising they're coming. Uh, They are actually coming. They will be in the mail by the end of this business week. I definitely promise that. Um, We just had a little bit of issues trying to get finances into an actual account Mm. (laughs) and available to use um, so that Jarrah can stop paying for the stickers out of pocket. Yeah. So thank you so much to everyone for your ongoing patience and your ongoing support. We have not forgotten. We're not lying to you. We promise they're on their way. Um, another thing that I've noticed at the end of the episodes while I'm listening to them and that Jarrah has been putting in as a special treat, if you listen all the way to the very end of our normal episodes, one, thank you. I don't have that kind of patience <laughs> for most of my podcasts. So uh, there's always a little blurb that he throws in that that's a funny that he takes out of our normal conversation and somehow adds it to there. The end, yeah. So I have not heard the last episode, episode 10's little thing. So we'll have to see. Yeah, it'll be a little be it'll be a little something. You know, keep it a secret or or spread the rumor. Does doesn't matter. It's up to you guys. We're just letting you know specifically because you guys are awesome. Yeah. Uh. So. How do we want to dive into uh, today's mini-sode? Well, I think I'm going to explain the issue the same way I just explained it to you. Okay. Um, if you keep up with the wildhunt.org at all, you saw a article that was redacted by the Wild Hunt, which is very unusual. They even said we don't do this very often, but because so many people came to us and was like, and we reviewed it again, noticed that, yeah, there was some hurtful language in there. We removed it. Um which I find kind of ironic because we just talked about the Wild Hunt uh, using one of their articles mm-hmm. during the last uh, full-length episode. Yes, we did. Um, so, 
What article they removed if it's no longer accessible? Because I know they said that they were going to allow it to be accessible for a very short period of time. I was actually in the middle of reading it when they redacted it. So all of a sudden the page re I refreshed and was like, hey, it's gone. I was like, no, I'm not done. Oh, there's a link. Yay. Okay. <laughs> and I actually spotted it because Storm Fairy Wolf um, made a post on Twitter saying, hey, this is, <laughs> what is this? This is trash. Um so what it was was the Pussy Church of Witchcraft. Yes, that is its actual name. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Recently, it was awarded by the federal government uh, church tax exemption status, which, yay, victory, a witchcraft church or a church that's specifically about neopaganism witchcraft has recently gotten tax exemption. Not the first, not the last, but it's still a victory. Mm, government recognition. Woo. Um, so the Wild Hunt had one of the writers go and interview a high priestess from this church to get the scoop on what this church is. And maybe they wanted them to talk about the process of being tax exemption. Cause I know from talking with other churches, at least in the Valley area, that's a long process. It's very difficult and actually kind of costly. Mm -hmm. So what was produced was this article that read about what the church is and kind of read almost like a, like an advertisement for the church. Why that's a problem is the high priestess and the church's values are trans exclusionary radical feminist, which we just talked about again. Yeah. This church is specifically for women only and for, for biological. Their, their definition is, quote, end quote, you had to have been born a woman and still a woman. So, wow. yeah. And that's literally how they have it written in their charter. So, and um, the way the author wrote it, I wouldn't say was uh, the author had shared a stance. I think the author tried to stay very partial, um, trying to be in a positive light looking at this church. Not exactly what everyone's comfortable with when you're looking at bigots. Right. So you have the high priestess going on about what their tradition is. It's not specifically a witch, uh, traditional witchcraft tradition. Um, the priestess even says that there's other people who do things differently from them, and they're totally cool with that. Uh, there's a lot of positive ways that the priestess talks about witchcraft and Wicca in the article and in what was probably the interview, but has this hard stance of no penises. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, literally, will say, if you ever had a penis, you're not welcome. Um, so that was what that article boiled down to and obviously the community came out and was like why are we giving this woman a platform right why are we giving them a platform that almost sounds like an advertisement so but that's not the end of it it's you know also kind of what the the wild hunt did after they redacted it what what was their what was their statement on it so they specifically apologized in in their redaction statement saying that they recognized that it was hurtful that they did not catch it in their first editorial process they kind of talked about how they wanted their edit they want their editorial process to be kind of open and available so all views of paganism can be viewed 
And then they said that they're going to change that, that they're going to make sure that it's harder for these things to slip by in the future, that that kind of tone won't be posted anymore. But then they don't really describe how. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm one of those who, because I don't particularly like drama about me, I will feed off of drama about other things. (laughs) And when read the comments and a lot of the comments were people talking in a yay, that was the right move or going, okay, well, what are you going to do in the future? Why don't you tell us what your process is? That way we know when we see something, hey, you might have missed this. That way we're not all up in arms, pitchforks and um, torch lights Mm -hmm. right at you. The next time, next time we can go through the positive channels of saying, hey, you want to reread this or hey, this author saying this publicly kind of way. So, so, my 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 big question is, how did I mean? Why why are they why are they so laxed? I mean, I, I know it's you know they they want to they want to show all the different aspects of it, but with something like this, something so controversial, especially with everything happening with Sea Budapest and all that, how does something like that get through? It might have been the author's track record. To be perfectly honest, when I'm reading The Wild Hunt, I do not pay attention to actually who produced the article. Mm -hmm. Um, (coughs) I also think it might have been that The Wild Hunt paid their author to write a different story. They might have said this church just got tax exemption go figure out what this church is about, how they got their tax exemption, and what's the past and future of that. Mm-hmm. And instead, that the article that was produced is what was produced. Okay. It might have been that um, they didn't expect their writer to kind of gloss over the negativity or the bigotry, the transphobia. Mm-hmm. Um it might have been that the specific editor who was supposed to read that article doesn't really understand trans radical trans exclusion trans exclusive radical feminism as a bad thing or as hurtful as it is right um and yeah yeah there's so it, many different reasons it can to go, go on and on well now i i know that you do um you do your blog. You have your blog. Mm-hmm. How do you go about, you know, kind of, I, I don't want to say tiptoeing to not step on anybody's toes, but what, what are some of the actions that you take when you're, when you're writing these blogs? Hmm. I'm not paid by anybody to write my blogs. Right. Um, as you guys all know, you're the one supporting us. You can choose to take your money back whenever you want, as far as not paying us anymore. If we say something that is totally against your beliefs or feelings, um, if you're insulted by us, you can just stop paying us. Uh, The Wild Hunt has that same way, but the Wild Hunt is paying for specific pieces. So I write what I want to write. I write it in my voice. And just like on here, I'm unapologetically me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you my honest opinion, my honest feelings. Uh, Maybe because I am a liberal leaning person, that means that I kind of, my tone also matches the rest of 
the millennial pagan world, possibly. I can't say that for sure. But I mean, what I have noticed is a lot of us are very liberal leaning. A lot of us have very similar feelings on do it that will don't fuck with me. Mm-hmm. So that might be why I get positive feedback, why we have positive feedback here. If I was paid by the wild hunt, the wild hunt sets my tone. Um, I write what the wild hunt wants mm-hmm. and Maybe that's one of the reasons why I don't work for somebody who pays me yet for that kind of stuff. I don't know. So, I mean, it really just depends. If I was paid by the Wild Hunt, I would go about what the Wild Hunt wanted. Um, if you don't know what your your boss wants, you ask. And when you're at work, you do the same thing. Um, when I pick my articles, I try to pick things that matter to me. And same thing here, what matters to me. Um, I try not to talk about the same thing over and over again. I try to ask my peers how they feel about certain things. I read Twitter. I read Facebook pages of these famous published authors in paganism who are the voices of today and tomorrow. Um, I try not to be in my own little cloud. Okay. Sometimes I am. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes you got to be, you know, it, it, it all depends on how, how you feel and what, I mean, just like you said, what, what you want to talk about and just be unapologetic about it. Right. And I think that goes with the com- reading the comments as well. I kind of get an attitude of how everyone is feeling. If all these people are, that are following Storm and they have a bunch of the same comments of what Storm says, then that's just one area of the world. Knees, knees. No, that was a yawn. Okay. And then when you're reading the Wild Hunt's comments, you get a wide variety. So when I was reading the Wild Hunt, yeah, I had a lot of people applauding. I read a lot of people who were questioning what they're going to do forward. And then there was a lot of people turning around saying, you just step back from everything you believe in. You're just catering to the masses. You're not really wild if you're not allowing questionable content. Um, a lot of negativity. Some people, even some comments that were, um, you're definitely against women for this and stuff like that. So it was just very, it, w- it was very vari- varied. Yeah, it was <laughs> very varied. Very out there. Um, so what... What are some things that, I mean, any any type of journalist should do to keep that integrity of their uh, of their work, but also kind of keeping in line with what their bosses are telling them to do? Ask questions. I mean, that's kind of how I feel. Whenever I'm interviewed for a new job, I have a tattoo right behind my ear. As you guys have heard, I'm in private security. A lot of that means that my hair has to be up for my own safety and uh, out of my face for visibility reasons and away from people being able to pull or getting caught in things, which means that tattoo is going to be visible. So I always pull my hair back and show them that, yes, it's a Batman symbol. Are you going to be okay with that being visible and sometimes I hear you're going to have to put a band-aid on it sometimes I hear you have to put makeup on it and that factors into whether I want to work for that company and that's the same way with when somebody hands you an article if this author is radical feminist leaning 
and she was handed this article and she knew this group was radical feminist, maybe say, you know, I kind of agree with their approach Mm -hmm. or I agree to this extent or maybe like judges, they have to recuse themselves. And that doesn't always happen. If a judge has uh, a different opinion than what's legally standing, they might not recuse themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have editorial processes. That's why we have other people. That's why we have to open our mouths when we read something that, hey, this isn't cool. I recently was listening to another podcast I adore and they made mention to Wicca and paganism in a negative light. And I sent them an email saying, hey, you know, you just really shine a light on a large group of your listening base because they they talk about the weird, the paranormal, the abnormal. And I was like, you know, that's a large majority of your listening base and your listeners. And you were very disrespectful. And they actually quoted a Wild Hunt um, article and they kept referring to the Wild Hunt as a blog. And I was like, I'm going to stop you right there. They are actually a news source. They have news integrity and ways of writing that are like news sources. They're just a religious news source. You wouldn't call a Christian news source a blog. Mm-hmm. You would call them a Christian-based news source that does things about Christian news. Right. <laughs> so, and I wrote this letter to them saying, hey, this wasn't cool. And what kind of annoyed me, they also didn't do a lot of their research, which was sad because this is one of the podcasts where I feel they do a shit ton of research and they do it well. And then they quoted Margaret Murray as the be all end all. And I'm like, oh, hold on. Like they actually called her the grandmother of witchcraft. I'm like, uh, hard stop. Yeah. Hold on a minute. You didn't actually do your research. Can you not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you need to focus on what the modern person is saying, or at least your audience. You need to be aware of who your audience is. We set this podcast up as our audience is all pagans. We specify saying we're millennial. We're going to talk about millennial thoughts on paganism and where the millennials are going to take it. But we want it open to anybody who is pagan so that they can understand what the future holds. Mm-hmm. Um, we might not be that great at it. If you're an older pagan and you're like, wow, you guys are really kids. I promise we have people of another generation coming on as guests. Actually, our yeah. next, I think, four guests are not millennials. Yeah, they're they're part of the old school. Yeah, very much so, the old school witchcraft. We have a couple of... Um, traditional witches mm-hmm. coming on to talk. So th- this is, um, you, you got to be aware of that. And you can't just alienate half of your listening base yeah. or half of your reader base. Yeah. I mean, I know that uh, that we were talking about actually having somebody from, uh, uh, that's actually a Satanist. Yes. That, that's going to be coming on. I mean, personally, if, if, if this were like five years ago, or nah, 10 years ago, and I was still in the church, I'd be like, whoa, hold on, not in my house. <laughs> but I kind of see, you know, Coming into paganism, it's like, okay, there are, it's just like any other religion. There are different sects of it that worship differently. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of interested to see how that's, uh, how that's going to play out. Cause I mean, I have questions. Good. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, that, that, I think the most important thing is to know who your reader base is. This woman came to the wild hunt. Um, she's not a new author from what I've read. And 
So she knows what the Wild Hunt expects, what the readers of the Wild Hunt expects. So I don't know. Maybe she wasn't trying to alienate the radical feminists, but she alienated all trans allies. Right. In a way. Yeah. I I mean, in, in my opinion, there's actually one. Uh, there's this one guy who does the news on YouTube. Mm-hmm. His name's Philip DeFranco. Mm-hmm. I love his style of bringing the news forward. He gives you the facts and lets you create your own opinion about it. Mm-hmm. And he even says, you know, he'll he'll give you his opinion, but he'll say, hey, that's just me. Here's this side and here's the other side. You form your own opinion about it. Right. And that, I mean, to me, that's, that's a good way of saying, you know, of, of being able to bring something forward like this, especially such a controversial topic that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, like, like you said, it kind of read as a, uh, as an advertisement. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of think that they were kind of, maybe I'm not saying that this is 100%, but saying maybe they were pulling a bias. I agree. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure though. Again, I don't know this mm-hmm. author. If I knew the author, then yeah, sure. I could definitely say, um, if I was given this prompt, say, go talk to this church that just got tax exemption, I would have downplayed the radical feminist um, aspects of them mm-hmm. or said, hey, you know, they're not open to everybody uh, or would have said, made it a very small paragraph as opposed to give it the whole voice that it was. Right. I think the more important thing about it right now is that it, they got tax exemption. And that, or that's the most important part of that church or that, that piece of news is that they got tax exemption. The fact that they're trans exclusive radical feminists, I think could have been downplayed, could have been minimized. Um, even if like the church themselves asked to be interviewed by the wild hunt. So that could have been what actually triggered all of this. They mm-hmm. asked, they might have asked for it. You could have still had made that article specifically that way. And, downplayed radical yeah. feminism to an extreme degree. I believe it, it was po- it would have been possible and still had put out in the news, hey, this church got tax exemption. Because I read about a church getting tax exemption called Pussy Church of Witchcraft, and I giggled at it before, and it was like a tweet, and I don't remember where I read it from. So when I saw the article, I was kind of interested in going, oh, is this the same one? Which it was. And I was mm-hmm. like, you can't, you can't be like, hurrah, hooray for all paganism, but eh, this little tiny paragraph about how they're kind of jerks. Yeah. It's like, it, it, it was a step forward and half a step back. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's unfortunate that it, that it came to that. Mm-hmm. And you know, Looking at it as the whole hoorah for all of paganism, if these bigots can get their tax exemption, what's stopping the rest of us? Yeah, that's true. All right. So I, I think I think we kind of talked out the, the whole wild hunt issue th- yeah. thus far. Yeah. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting just to keep a, keep an eye on it, see, mm-hmm. see what's going to happen. And hopefully in the near future, there'll be some sort of a resolution where they will say, these are the steps that we're going to take. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I do hope they actually say what they're going to do in the future so that we we as the audience can even keep them in line yeah. or um, even maintaining the integrity of their writers because that's what we're expecting as readers now. Yeah. 
I mean, I, you know, it's it's kind of a kind of a wild hair, but I mean, let, let's 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 try to reach out to them. You know, I mean, mm. just as as a podcast, let's see if we can if we can get you know even just like a Skype interview or something with Ooh. one of them. I mean, That's that, a good idea. That'd be interesting. Oh, so I mean, for for the future, of course, right? But right. but hey, speaking of the future, yeah, okay. So let let's go ahead and uh, since this is our Patreon exclusive minisode. Uh, let's go ahead and give you guys a little bit of taste on who uh, who's going to be coming on the show within the next couple of weeks, and uh, let's talk about what uh, what they uh, what they're coming on to the show for. Alrighty, so we won't be hearing, or you guys won't be hearing from us until September now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first week of September, the first full week of September, you'll be hearing from Naama, and she will be talking about uh, the feminist side or the feminist view of Judaism. She is the Jew witch on YouTube and on a couple of different platforms. So if you want to look up the Jew witch on pretty much anything, she'll pop right up and um, you'll get a taste of what we're going to be talking about. A great, a uh, great look into, to Jew, uh, uh, Jewish mysticism. Yes, yes, that that's a great way to put it. And then right after that, we're going to be talking with a now published by Warner Books author Renee, and she's going to spoil her book for us, and we're going to get a good um, hunk of that. Yep. And then in October, we're um, going to be talking with uh, the main organizer of Phoenix Pagan Pride. And we're not only going to be talking about Phoenix Pagan Pride and how you should go if you're in the Phoenix area, New Mexico area, Nevada, Lower California area. You should all come. Yes. Everybody should come. But we're also going to be talking about what Phoenix Pride, or not Phoenix, but Pagan Pride, the organization is, and how to set one up in your area or even a pagan event in your area if you have nothing and then after that we will be talking about Samhain because mm-hmm. that'll be the time and then pretty much all of November is going to be Woo, we went to Pagan Pride <laughs> it was awesome so our, your November uh, mini-sode will be about Pagan Pride but there will be a full length episode of all of the different groups that are in Pagan that showed up and were willing to talk to us about what their tradition is. Mm-hmm. And uh, like we've said before, we're actually get, we actually have a booth there and we're going to try to get a bunch of people to come over, talk to us and talk to you guys as well. Yep. So I know we were posting a lot about how we needed a tent. We now have that tent. So if you are willing to give us any more donations Mm -hmm. a lot of those donations are going to start going to our decorations because we want to win most decorated most awesome booth and that way we also want to make sure that we still have that beautiful banner and some cards to hand out some more stickers and i believe we're looking into exclusive event pins yeah I'm, i'm actually trying to figure out uh a couple different designs and whatnot pins Mm -hmm. that you can only get at the event um, when are pretty much all the different events that, that we are going to be going to, mm-hmm. uh, definitely a collector's item. And then maybe later on down the line, you know, about a month or two after the event is done, we'll see, uh, we'll put them up for auction. 
Yep. Any leftovers that we have. Mm-hmm. So if you can definitely help us out there, you're already helping us out an amazing amount anyway. So we definitely want to say thank you. And I find I find it interesting. Like today, mm-hmm. today I looked at the uh, at the Patreon page, thirteen. 13, 13 uh, Patreons, so that's that's a, quite a lucky number. Yeah, that is a lucky mm-hmm. number, but we definitely want more, so let's try and get 113. Tell your friends. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, but that, yeah. Sh- that should be our next goal is 113 Patreon supporters. 113 Patreon supporters. At a dollar a piece, that would still be really good. Right. I know. But, uh, yeah, so uh, for, for those of you that have been with us for a while and for those of you that uh, that are new to patreon thank you thank you thank you again and thank you for helping us spread the word thank you for helping us uh grow into what we're becoming and all your kind words we really do appreciate it yeah we love hearing from you guys yep so merry meet merry part and merry Merry meet meet again again. how did that go (laughs) okay